0: This podcast is made possible with support from Sonics, makers of award-winning plugins like the Oxford Drumgate, Inflator, Oxford EQ, Claro, and Listen Hub, the audio control toolbox that places essential referencing and monitoring solutions at your
1: fingertips. Learn more at Sonics.com. Hey, it's Larry Crane. Welcome to the Tape Op Podcast. Ibrahim Malouf and Angelique Kidjo are both accomplished and storied artists in their own right, but their collaborations bring a new light to their artistry. It is no more apparent than on their 2022 release, Queen of Sheba, a potent, grooving and emotional musical telling of the fabled tale of an Ethiopian queen who travels to Jerusalem to speak with King Solomon. It seamlessly fuses African and Middle Eastern rhythms and melodic themes with a story told through seven riddles in one of Angelique's many languages, Yoruba. Jeff Stanfield chatted with Angelique and Ibrahim for this fun and insightful interview. Enjoy.
0: Well thank you again for the time, it's a real uh, privilege to speak with you and I, I love this record that you guys uh, put out recently. Um, one of the many that, uh, that have uh, Ibrahim has put, <laughs> put out is sort of incredible how much music you guys have been releasing, but um, both of you have done an impressive amount of collaborations over your careers. And it seems to be something that you guys are both really drawn to instead of just putting out solo records uh, exclusively. And I was curious, um, you know, what drew you to each other and, uh, you know, to to put this collaboration together?
2: Music,
3: mm. music, that's just Musical. a
2: simple, <laughs> that's just a simple and truth, uh, honest response. Music, our my admiration for his trumpets and the way he plays the trumpet. For me, he doesn't play the trumpet. He sings with the trumpet. He's a trumpet singer. I don't know if how you can put it like that. So the first time I heard Ibrahim playing the trumpet, I'm like, who the hell is this guy? This is just speaking to me, it give me goosebumps. I mean, I just like, ooh, what is that? And then I read an interview that he said he would like to work with me. I'm like, okay, I gotta meet this guy. And we met in New York, and out of anywhere in the world we met in New York. <laughs> and I'm like, I like this. There's no coincidences. What have to be, will be. Yeah.
0: Uh, Ibrahim, what, what drew you to Angelique?
3: Um, you know, I used to listen to Angelique's voice a lot. I've been always uh, interested in interesting music <laughs> and in good music so i used to listen to angelique's music uh, a lot and you know so for me she was a very familiar voice even though i didn't know her personally and then uh, this surprise this concert and i heard that angelique was uh, there and she was uh, listening to this show and we met in new york and and th- it was a sign for me it was a sign wow that that's that's a surprise what a, what a big surprise you know and and when i saw her i said wow you are here that's amazing i'm i'm so happy that you You attended the show and blah blah, blah. and then we said we we have to talk. We have to, we have to work on something. One day we have we have to work on something. And Angelique told me, yes, definitely we have to work on something. And I said, Angelique, you, yeah, you know, I know that Angelique also had more experience than me in 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 music, and you know, I was, um, I, I I I consider him like a like my my like a like a big sister for me, you know. So, so I was uh, okay. I I should ask her if she if there's something she want to work on or work about it. And I said, if if there's something you want us to work on, let me know because I would love to do that. And then a few days later, she came back to me with uh, this amazing story of um, of uh, the King Solomon and uh, and. Um, and uh, do you guys do you hear me? Because like it's it's fro- sometimes it's oh okay because it it was frozen at some point, so I was worried that you might not hear me. And, uh, yeah, and the uh, Makeba and uh, and uh, and Salomons. So I was like, okay, the, definitely this is a story we have to talk about. Definitely th- this is something that's so inspiring musically speaking. And let's go, let's start. And yeah, and it happened in a very spontaneous way, very natural and easy way. <laughs>
0: So, so was the story, uh, Angelique, did you write the story, the lyrics to these songs and conceive them in song form or like blocks of ideas for uh, Ibrahim to, to write to? Like how did this process and collaboration work?
2: Well, I start dwelling into the, the riddles of Queen of Sheba to King Salomon. And there are so many of it. This myth exists in every religion and beyond so the riddles there are so many out there and if you are not focused you come up you come up with nothing so as i was looking through the riddles the one that was really speaking to me that were relevant that going to be relevant throughout time were the one that I cho- i've chosen and i said to myself well to do a show how many riddles do we need i can pick 20 and I don't want to sing 20 songs for a concert. That's not going to happen. So I come up with a number of seven. So we spoke. And Ibrahim said, OK, let's go for this. So I, I read them, kind of translate them in my language. It's not possible to translate. But I have to adapt them to my language. And I've written it and taped it, recorded it. And send it to ibrahim so ibrahim said okay he's smarter and he knows how this stuff works." he said okay we have to have a deadline by december i have a show in paris in december the day of the show i want you to give me the lyrics because otherwise it goes on and on that day i arrived Bang! i gave him the folder with the seven riddles
3: it's indeed <laughs>
0: so how do you take that and translate that into uh, a musical expression i mean you know that can go uh, there's and en- that's endless right so how how do you co- kind of coalesce these ideas to create something that you know is a framework that tells the story you know via tones and and mm-hmm. uh, emotion and you know all the things that go into songwriting i mean you're a you're a very prolific film score as well. And, you know, that was pretty apparent to me, even though these were, you know, this was a concept record to some degree, of course, but, uh, it it felt like that was a, there was a great crossover with the film scoring. The,
3: The, the, the good side is that we, we didn't think of this music as a project or as an album. We, we, we've, we've been working on it as something that was going to be Angelique meeting me, like Angelique's uh, culture meeting my culture, like um, Angelique's spirits meeting mine. You know, it was an, a, a true and sincere encounter. It wasn't a project. It wasn't an album. And we didn't have actually uh, plan to record anything we were supposed to do it live and that was the purpose of our collaboration to play it live and to meet and to play together so that's actually a good start when you want to do things in a different way and in a very authentic way you know you're not thinking you're not thinking project you're not thinking albums how many are we gonna sell uh, are we going to get awards or this kind of, this came later that this came much 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 later after we've done the music we played it we loved it and we experienced it live with the orchestra with the audience people loving you know the shows after after they come and tell us wow that was amazing blah 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 and then after the last show we did we decided to to record it as as just not to forget how beautiful was our experience you know so i think that when you think this way uh you give the biggest the biggest chance for music and lyrics to meet correctly, because you're not thinking conceptually. you're just thinking about what is the most important thing you want to say and you want to people to to feel, you know so and since angelique, I, I, I know Angelique thinks like me on this, but I really, really believe that music never lies. when it when it's done in a very sincere way, it never lies. You know, so. So basically, I just asked Angelique to tell me what the the lyrics were meaning, the translation. She she actually, this day of December, when she came for my show in Paris, she gave me the lyrics in Yoruba with a translation in English and with a translation in French. So she really did well her her homework. (laughs) And... (laughs) You know, and that was very very professional from from you, angelique, to bring me this like because she she gave me the possib- the possibility to understand exactly what the lyrics meant you know in a, in, a, in different ways with the translations and all this and and I asked angelique also to send me her voice read recorded reading the lyrics so that I know exactly where are the um, the accents you know when you when you talk language has an a- accent you know you cannot put the uh, how do you say it? the emf- emphasis you say emphasis on, on the wrong places and this you know so once I had the meanings and the emphasis uh, emphasis I don't know how you say it. <laughs> and and uh, you know the and the and the actual phonetics I just let my spirit and my soul speak you know I I was I didn't try to connect to any specific culture or to to make it sound like something specific or you know I just let my you know the the unconscious part of my brain, which is uh, the part that composes music, you know, express itself by itself. and that was a, a very nice feeling because you know when you when you let music appear naturally from the words, um it's not something that you control, it's something that comes up obvious. It's it, it's just obvious, you know. The, so it was a very natural way to work. I, I haven't struggled any second in in this work. It was only pleasure, only feeling something obvious and easy and smooth, you know. And the, all the music came came up very naturally, authentically, um, and 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 then the, the melodies and the rhythms allowed me to to fit the the lyrics and we we had our songs we had and and as angelique says <laughs> uh this music could be just played with her voice and maybe just like one instrument or maybe just a drum it could have been working it could have worked like this but then we worked on it in a, to open it to give it, to give to it more you know more colors more uh you know it, it, like to to make it sound maybe more universal, you know, something like this. Like mix it with jazz, with classical, with Middle Eastern, and all this. Da 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 da, you know. And everything went so easy, so easily. You you Angelique, you've talked
0: about this really bridging the two cultures of the Middle East and and Africa, and it's I mean it's really apparent in the music. Um could you talk and I, and I think I think it's an important point in the world that we live in now where there is just so much like chaos and animosity towards different people and different cultures and you know putting walls up and all this nut, nutty stuff and and I'd like to hear you you sort of t- kind of expand on that on that thought and and um you know how you viewed that
2: You know I grew up in um on a street where all religion was in that street and I didn't understand when I was growing up how impactful that was for me summertime my father always used to say when summertime comes my father will say it's not because there's no school anymore that you're gonna sit around doing nothing don't give vacation to your brain do something so he will send us to Quranic school and we go to it and then the Protestants that I live in the street, go to this Protestant church too. Go to Anglican church too. I mean, I, I mean there's no way I would sit there doing nothing. And all those friends that I have come from different backgrounds, different religion. And I never questioned why this or why that. Never crossed my mind because I was in a relationship with other people without fear of anything. And without judging, judgment judgment is, diff, diff, is bad. So I've been taught at the early age. My father always used to say, you do good, you stand for it. You do bad and wrong, you stand for it. That's how you learn to be an adult. You have to learn every step on the way when things are happening. That we have to understand that we cannot define ourselves based on our skin color. Because if we do that, we live in a world of hate and division. Because every single person beneath the color of the skin, you have the same vein, the same artery, your blood color is the same. You eat when you're hungry, you drink when you're thirsty, and all those things that are vital to our survival as human being, they are not discriminating. So if you think about it, that if your belly hurts, that pain you feel in that moment, somebody have the same pain, it doesn't come from his skin color. It comes from the the mechanism of how our body function. Something is wrong in your your belly, your head start hurting because my father said, those are the two brain you have, they are connected. So for me, every music, since I was a young girl and since I realized the importance and the damage of slavery, then colonization, then Holocaust. Everything is linked. Why? Because of fear. Why are we putting walls up? Why are we hating? Why are we trying to create chaos? It's only fear. A strong man is not the one that throw the first punch. A strong man is the one that stand and think and have a 360 angle vision of the situation he's facing, and then he has to pick. Are you going to fight? Are you going to talk to people, even when you disagree, and come out to a common ground, of finding a solution to live together within our differences? We have been afraid of living and accepting that other people look different, that we don't think the same. In In front of the same problem, we have different solutions, and that's the way it should be. Because the, I mean, the other alternative, waking up, living with people that have the same color like me, the same, I'd rather shoot myself dead. I like the diversity of a human family. So for me, music has been one of the things that helped me understand that. When I was listening to music when I was a kid, I would pick up the LPs covers. The skin color don't come first, it's the music. And in my imagination, my father said to me, if you, can, if you can walk dreaming, you'll be walking dreaming every day. Because I create words, words around myself. And I'm like, okay, what is this? I mean, I remember uh, 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 an album of Wilson Pickett, when it came, the guy with his hair, and I'm like, huh, I wonder, where was he when he was writing this song? Where was he when he was recording? I'm just like, and I come up with stupid questions. I boss say, how do I know you asking me where was he doing that? Well, I know about it. I'm like, but it sounds so good. I just want to put it in context. I need to put something, some substance in it to understand why this music is speaking so loudly to me. And then all these events that I, I talked about, apartheid, Holocaust, slavery, and all those things, I start thinking about it differently. What bring it about? First of all, is is for profit. It's for profit and it's a crime. And then when you are trying to tap into those two things, what is at the center of it? Fear.
0: I'd love to talk briefly about some of the tracks on the record, but you know that first track, "Ahan." You know it starts off a little bit like some you know in a silent way or bitches brew, Miles Davis feeling something from that era and then it just takes off and there's so many twists and turns along the way throughout this whole record it's like uh being on an amusement park ride you know it's like you, you, you turn the you turn the corner and somebody punches you know like they jump out and, you know and i just i love that about it you know
4: you know, you, know, you know
3: there is um, for me there was a necessity project like this one when we did it there was uh, some kind of urgency you know because um, most people really ignore everything from other other people's culture and when Angelique is talking about fear mostly is the fear of uh, the unknown you know and like I come from a classical music background. Many, 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 many people in the classical music, like the immense major- majority of them, think that there has never been classical music in Africa. What? What? You know, and I, and, I, and then this is where this is where I come and I pop up and I say, "Hey, guys, there wouldn't be any percussions in an orchestra, in a symphony orchestra, playing Gustav Mahler in Germany in Vienna, if there was no Africa." There wouldn't be there wouldn't be any instrument called Marimba in Africa. There wouldn't be, you know, and people like they ignore how other cultures' richness is. And 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 when I talk about urgency, it's because I can testify how Arab people can be racist against black people. And I know that it's also reverse, you know. Both it exists ways. too. So so this kind of you know, you, you have now lots of people who work like for example like arabs and israelis working on projects you have people like black and white working on projects and but there are not so many people between the middle eastern world and the african world working together on something that shows how much we are similar how, how you know and 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 th- th- for me i didn't think about it at first that came up much much l- later after the the music was played and recorded and everything i was thinking Wow, by the way, that's that's really cool that we did this. Because most Arab people, for example, that I know, know nothing about African culture. So they would be listening to my album thinking, oh, Ibrahim Malouf, blah, blah, blah. So they listen and they discover, oh, African music can be like this. This is this is, this is something that's very close to me and to, to us. And, you know, and... <laughs> and i and i hope that it would be the same you know in in the other an other part you know that like people can relate to something and understand how close we are how similar we are you know when you when you when you meet uh, people and you tell them well you know what we're, so, we're we look different but we raise our children pretty much the same way with the same values uh we we are all linked with those values, we share them, so we we're not so different, so maybe we, sh- we, we maybe design or shape the melodies differently, but those are the same melodies, you know so so for me, what Angelique was saying, um, I really relate to this, and, and, and I, I put I mean, I mean I put it in this this way, which is that it was it was needed. It was needed for me. Uh, I I, uh, I I'm happy that we did it, and I'm happy that we didn't think about it this way when we did it, because that would have maybe affected a little bit our visions. You know, like trying to, you know, trying to focus on a political aspect or this kind of thing. So it was really not needed. We it had to be only about poetry, about the Queen of Sheba and King Solomon. It was it was just about music, about rhythm, about dancing and and singing and angelique's voice that is crazy and and try to put this my with my trumpet and blah blah, blah. but then afterwards you know re- you realize that music brings you and and makes you do things that are much bigger than what you are and this typically for me was much much bigger than what we were doing at first you know but that comes after
2: yeah and the thing but to 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 go to that point is that when we the, the Queen of Sheba was was released and we were doing the post, there were a couple of comments that come and say, "What is Ibrahim Ibrahim Ali doing with Angelique and what Angelique is doing with these Lebanese guys?" I'm like, I don't even answer that. I don't have to explain anything. If you can't get it, I feel sorry for you.
3: Yeah, well, yeah I mean, it. just
0: just on a pure musical level, there's really so much crossover in terms of like. The, the, the polyrhythmic approach to, to African and, and, you know, Middle Eastern rhythms and all the stuff. I mean, it, it just, I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. I, I, I'm surprised to actually hear you say that there haven't been more collaborations. Yeah, it just seems like a natural uh, natural fit. It is. How did you guys track this record? Were you all in the same place?
2: I mean, technology comes to to the rescue of this because we couldn't. Otherwise, the album will never be released. It's impossible. We rehearsed to do the concert because we have that. The concert has allowed us to see the possibility of recording it because it was possible to play live. We have to come together to rehearse. And we knew exactly how this can work if we work at distance. And the pandemic came in, and it helped us also to stretch beyond what we were thinking about to be creative. And Ibrahim did a perfect job doing that.
0: How did it all uh, get put together?
3: Well, I, I knew how it had to sound because we did it live many times before, so I knew what the result should be. So it was easy to put it together, even from distance, you know. So um, I had um, uh, recorded at first the the main band, uh, like the guitar, bass, drums, keyboards, you know, and some trumpets. And um, I did um, a demo voice for Angelique so that she gets used to the the way it has to be reco- sa- sung. And uh, this is how Angelique practiced actually the music at first to be able to sing it with us. So I used these tracks. I used these tracks to re-record the um, the voices of Angelique and the strings and the percussions. And uh, the the gospel choir and my trumpets and the other trumpets and blah, blah. so I I used it as a base, and then I adapted it to all the things that we've been able to do live, you know that were actually very challenging, you know rhythmically speaking, um, sometimes melodically speaking, and like that it's it's a very challenging show like for for Angelique and for me, even even like for me because I'm 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 playing the trumpet but I'm also uh, conducting the orchestra so. I'm like doing two things in the same time, <laughs> and Angelique's parts are very difficult rhythmically speaking and and vocally speaking. So uh, it, it's a it's a challenging sh- concert, you know. It's a challenging project. It became a challenging album then, you know. <laughs> but 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 I knew how it was supposed to sound at the very end. So I did everything I could to make it sound live.
0: Part of me thought, well, maybe they. They went in and actually just in a massive room tracked this thing with the you know strings and the I'm band. I'm so and,
3: I, I'm so happy that you 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 could think this that 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 mean that that means I did write my homework.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's tough. It's what what's possible these days with passing files around on Dropbox or whatever is pretty fantastic, right? So that's crazy. Um, before we go, uh, there there was one track. I'm sure I'll butcher the pronunciation, but the Ogbo. Ogbo. Yeah. Again, one of these twists and turns in this song is that there's this moment in the song that is so reminiscent to me of like the Beatles' magical mystery tour. Do you know do you know what I'm talking about?
4: Iggy. <laughs> <laughs> Iggy Ebobba,
2: Iggy Iggy uh, uh, that's it. <laughs> I
3: think, I think, I think you're talking about the the bridge day. They... <laughs> this part, right?
0: Yeah, and then it's like coming <laughs> You listen to
4: this. (laughs)
3: love pop culture and 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 we we are we, we don't see our music as something that is just has to stay in the folklore you know it's it has to be also open to other things so these are the little parts where we are trying to incorporate in a very respectful way our music into something that brings codes of pop culture you know in a way so that so yeah, it, it, brings, it brings diversity in our work.
2: There's no music without African music. Sorry.
3: Correct.
0: <laughs> I don't know one on this call is going to dispute that. I'm sure we could find somebody on Twitter to argue with you.
2: Yeah. Well, Especially when, <laughs> when he made the comments about percussion in classical music, he didn't tell you the whole story. When he did that interview in France, people were like, what? what the hell are you doing? I'm like, hey, idiot. He's right. <laughs> Go, man, do your research. Fine, man, find out stuff before you start belting. Now people just go out and install people and say things, and they don't know anything. They can't give you any argument to, to to attack what you're saying. They just go on inventing inventing, inventing. I'm like, okay, when you shut up, you're gonna learn.
0: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, that's the world we live in, right? A bunch of people with a huge, huge me- megaphone that don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> You know, I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. I, I I try to focus on the things that we have control over, which is, uh, you know, d- doing doing our best.
3: <laughs> yeah, you you're, you're right. You know, right. it's better to focus on those uh, the good the the, the good sides.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's a, uh, uh, yeah. Um, anyway,
2: you listen to this album really deeply, man.
0: I want to get inside your head, you know, and, and see, see, try to, try to decode it. Cause that's, that's the fun, right? Like we, we used to get the record cover and, and, and turn it over and pull out the sleeve and see who played on it and where it was made. And, and, you know, that, that's, that's a little bit of a lost art, you know, I mean, and a lost sort of uh pastime in a way that, so now you have to do more, more homework and, and more deep listening and, and uh, you know, I, I could be wrong about some of the things that I, that I hear on there and stuff, but I, I love hearing the references to Miles Davis and the way that he approached his integration of African drumming and music into his music, especially in the mid, you know, that mid seventies period of, of that chunk of records like, you know, Agartha and, uh, Dark Magus and all these records where it was really, really just like an African drum circle with some, you know, it was nuts. And to hear Beatles references and to hear your records, Angelique, and to hear Middle Eastern culture and the microtonal trumpet, you know, kind of really fluid is, vo- you know, like you were saying, like the voice. Uh, the, these are obviously choices that you guys made that I think are worth pointing out, you know? Thank you. Thank you so much. It's a real honor to speak with both of you. So, Thank
3: you. Thank you so much. And, was uh... a... and
2: we love speaking to people that know music and that can tell us the breakdown on OGBO is like, eh? I'm like, oh, you are the first one coming. Ibrahim, isn't it true? I'm like, okay.
3: It's actually nice to, to have at least someone who understands what he's talking about. <laughs> I... we... <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's probably not me, but <laughs> but, oh, yeah. but I appreciate that. And, and I appreciate you guys making a, a, a cool record. Well, have me a great day, guys. Right. Thank so. you very much. Me Bye-bye.
2: Have a nice Bye. day. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening. Find us online at Kpop.com. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time
2: meji okan mejeji won fun won ti sugbon okan lo mu